Welcome to another episode of Legally Unfiltered. This is Attorney Franz Borkhart, and I'm with Richard Sprinkle. We're here giving you an unfiltered look at issues in the news and issues that affect your life. On this episode, we're going to be talking about jailhouse calls um, and whether or not it's okay for you to have a jailhouse call with your attorney that is not only recorded, but utilized by the government, whether state, whether local, whether federal, to prosecute you. Okay, so let's let's get the landscape down. In most prisons, most jails and prisons, if you make a phone call as an inmate, either out or incoming, you get a message that says, hey, this call is going to be recorded. So you're on notice that your call is being recorded. And in several cases that we've worked, folks, those calls sometimes include information that is for lack of better phrasing, incriminating to our clients. They talk about guns and drugs, and they talk about, um, you know, elements of the crime and the prosecution and law enforcement will scoop those comments out. And we're going to get handed those comments and they're going to be used against our clients in their cases. And the world's kind of okay with that. We're okay with that. What I'm not okay with and what Richard's not okay with, both as criminal defense attorneys, is the scenario where you have a client that's incarcerated. So access to that client is not exactly easy. It may take 30 minutes to an hour to get in just to see that client. You can't see them 24-7. So they make a phone call to you as an attorney. And the government is recording that phone call and listening. So what's the what's the effect of that? Is they may get insight on strategy. They may get insight on self-incrimination comments that they can use in their case. And this has become... This has become an issue not just facing New Orleans and and local state issues, but this is affecting jurisdictions across the country. There was an article recently about the OC and this happening in in California um, and in other jurisdictions. So that's going to be what we talk about today is should the government be able to record and listen to jailhouse attorney client calls? What do you think, Richard? Well, the answer immediately is no. And, And the reason I say this is because everybody is entitled to an attorney. Everybody's entitled to effective assistance of counsel in cases where they have criminal charges brought against them. If you if you are relying on effective assistance of counsel and you are communicating with your attorney and the government's listening in, well, whether your attorney's good, whether they're doing their job or not, they're not going to be as effective because the, the attorney-client privilege is being destroyed unknowingly by either that defendant or his attorney. Uh, it, it's a complete roadblock to the attorney-client privilege. And, and for that reason alone, this process shouldn't be allowed. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think in some in one jurisdiction, that's the angle that uh, civil defense lawyers are taking. They're actually filing uh, suits for uh, on behalf of defendants saying that they're not getting effective assistance of counsel because of this reason. Am, am I Am I lost on this? So the, the jurisprudence in Louisiana says you can't really do this. But the, the, the reality is, is it's hard to police this. Um, oh, it's impossible to police. So so it certainly we can agree that it certainly gives the, the government an unfair tactical advantage knowing the inner workings of a defense. Um, you know who this really screws, though? This screws indigent 
attorneys, public defenders mm-hmm. who don't have the same access to their clients that say you and I have. And I'll, let me explain that. I'm a private attorney. Now I do indigent work. I do federal CJA work. Richard does federal CJA work. That's criminal justice act work. That's federal public defender work. We do that, but we have private clients and we are compensated with those private clients to take little trips to jail and, and make those make those visits. But the, the, the other side of it is neither Richard or I have the same kind of caseloads that public defenders have. So if you have 250 clients and let's say a majority of them are in jail, reality is you're not going to be able to visit those 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 defendants on a regular basis. And so you have to sometimes utilize the phone to have communications. Now we're not talking about when's my trial date. We're not talking about, Hey, did you talk to my aunt about, uh, about this, that, or the other we're talking about, Hey, what's going to be our defense at trial kind of conversations. Now, the other side of this is if you're a prosecutor and you're really interested in expediting justice and not having unnecessary delays in the justice system. If you're really interested in the, in those concepts and those principles, you're going to make it harder to resolve cases. If you're listening in on conversations on the phone, because the same conversation that may take me five minutes to have over the phone that talks about a plea deal, that talks about, you know, tactical decisions or resolutions. I've got to go out and visit that client. You know, Richard and I have a client right now that is a, about an hour away in a, in a, in a correctional facility that we're going to visit next week. And the reality is it would be exponentially easier for us to just have a phone call conversation with him to talk about his case and what's going on. But every time I got to make a special trip to go out and see that, that inmate or that client, it's going to prolong possible resolution. So there's certainly an element of you want cases to take longer to, to resolve. You want cases to jam up the justice system. Don't let people have access to, to conversations. Now, the flip side of this is how do you regulate? How do you control and stop the recordings of attorneys and their and their clients? How do you make special permissions for that? Because the counter argument always is, well, you know, sometimes inmates perpetrate crimes from prison and their attorney may be consp- co-conspirators with those crimes. You know, as an officer of the court that likes to keep his license, I take great offense to that. But I do listen to the to the discussions on, listen, you want to have an unrecorded conversation with your client. Tell us how we can do that as a, as a correctional institute. Tell us how we can do that. We have to record these conversations. We do record these conversations. What special concessions can we make? That I'm, I'm sensitive to, but I think that there are ways we can fix that problem. I will tell you, I will tell you, I don't have conversations on the phone with my clients that are incarcerated about the legal aspects of their case because I just don't trust the institutions to not be recording. And it's it's not that I believe that every single prosecutor has been listening and salivating to find out my tactical approaches, but I just don't trust the system at this point. And that's a problem for me. And it, and it, and it stinks. And it particularly stinks if you have 250 cases as a public defender because that's a whole bunch of trips to the prison. So, I mean, I, I think that this is going to be an issue that we continue see to continue to see rearing its head nationally. Um, there's a lot of mea culpa going on, like, oh, you know, we didn't know that we were recording the attorney-client conversations. Well, set up an infrastructure to where I can call my client and I can have a conversation as an attorney. Let me have that unrecorded. And I tell you, it's going to expedite some of these cases resolving themselves. 
If I have 10 clients that are incarcerated all throughout the state of Louisiana, I can only see so many of them on a given day while also doing the other day-to-day work that I do as an attorney. So certainly a hot topic issue. And I tell you what, what disappoints me is a lot of prosecutors are kind of shrugging their shoulders like, well, you know, so, so what? And it flies in the face of attorney-client privilege. Now, the other aspect of this is, as attorneys, and, this, and I think this, is, this bears discussion, as attorneys, I cannot, if I have a party to a suit or an action, I cannot fraudulently friend someone on social media or approach them and, and engage on what is otherwise a private social media network or an otherwise private confidential arena under the auspice of, well, they friend requested me or I friend requested them more appropriately. And yeah, I didn't tell them I was an attorney. So, so what? And then I have access to their, their otherwise private social media content. I can't do that. I can get sanctioned by the bar if I do that. But a prosecutor that listens to an otherwise privileged conversation doesn't face that same scrutiny. Now the law says in Louisiana, and you probably can't utilize that, but the cat's out of the bag once you listen to it. That's the problem. The cat's out of the bag. The genie's out of the bottle. You can't unhear the things you've heard. Um, We've both worked cases where we know people are saying things they shouldn't necessarily say on the phone. And if somebody's listening in on that, which they were, it's uh, it, it's it's done now. The, in that, in use, most cases, it's a defendant speaking to a friend, a loved one, a, uh, a co-conspirator, a, <laughs> a co-conspirator. You know, come on, benefit of the doubt. It's 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 usually the, not them speaking to their attorney. But if there's not a way, if there is no way for an attorney to communicate with that client who is you know, way up in Shreveport or or way out West in Lafayette, then like you said, it's going to require a lot of back and forth driving. And in this case, not only is it creating, you know, more delays in getting things done. If, if we're working CGA on a case and the government's fitting the bill for us to make these trips back and forth, it's costing the taxpayers money. The taxpayers are paying Richard and I $140 an hour for a three-hour trip that could have been a 10-minute phone conversation. Three-hour tour. Take a a minute to soak that in. I mean, we're happy. We're happy to go out and see that client. I'm down. We'll talk business the whole way there and back. So now, and and I think it it bears pertinence to say we are not talking about, what we're not talking about in this episode is the client that may have a cell phone that is what the law would call a legal contraband. We're not talking about an inmate that picks up a hot cell phone or an illegal cell phone and makes a call from the prison. We're not talking about that, folks. We're talking about a system that is in place by the jail and allows for phone calls to be made out or in, depending on how the system works out. We're talking about those kind of systems. We're not talking about the illegal cell phones. And we're also talking about attorney-client privilege. Now, I understand. I'm sensitive to the fact that there are a lot of folks out there going to say, so what? They're inmates. I don't care about them. I don't care about their rights. A lot of innocent people in jail. Yeah. I mean... My response to you is, heaven forbid, you get accused of doing something you didn't do and you want to have a conversation on a regular basis with your attorney who cannot afford or cannot see you on a regular basis. And by the way, folks, once again, who this is really preying upon is the indigent defenders that don't have the resources and time to go out and see these inmates on a regular basis. And it's affecting the way we resolve these cases. 
That's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. Again, Attorney Richard Sprinkle and Attorney Franz Borkart talk to you about jailhouse calls. Tune into our next episode and have a great day. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.